Hey guys, it's Gary Vaynerchuk, and this is the Gary V Audio Experience. Guys, I made this for the true hustlers out there. You know, so many of us are so goddamn busy, so when you're running on the treadmill, when you're taking that business flight, or walking the fucking dog, this is for you. There's a dirty little secret that isn't talked about enough, which is that marketing takes the credit and is to blame for business results, often when it has nothing to do with the business. So if you're in business, and your product has a bad year, and you move the money to Facebook from television, you're fired, or you lost your career path or you're undermined quietly and so they're scared. So the answer is he, unless you're, you've got the balls to pull it off, needs to go to the CEO or the board and get it pushed down from the top. You need protection to innovate. That's it. No different than the answer I gave the kid that's sitting in your seat. Like, I wish I could give you a better answer but that's it. Either the most senior person gives you the air cover to get it done or you wait and in between you find the little scraps of opportunities that you guys have found, just like me. What we're doing now is we, we go into the more continuous way of communication, no campaigning, and um, try to get in and do that business and then try to go to the campaigning yeah, part. that's what we did. Uh, but that's the difficult one because then it's the big money. Now we have like clients that have a promoted, promoting budget on, on Facebook of like 150 euros a month, which is, crazy, you, get, you have five or 10 euros to put on a post, but then you never have that leverage and you can show what the effect is of doing it online. So it's really, the budget thing is, is really a hard one to, to convince them. I get it. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no secret sauce. For us, the, one of the things that's worked is my position in the marketplace as a thought leader, and, and you, know, you guys just sat through it, like my speaking ability has opened up doors for us because you feel it in that moment, you know? Um, I'm also not, you know, you have to understand, I, th- I genuinely believe that I can run the business better than any CEO of any company in the world. So when I sit with a CEO and they think I'm coming to talk about social media, I exploit all the things they're doing wrong in the first five seconds in my opening sentence, which changes the complexity of the conversation immediately. Because they realize they're talking to a businessman, not a marketer, which then changes the respect they give me which, you know, for me, there's no business conversation that I'm not the best at as long as like, I know what I'm walking into. Um, so it's really easy for me to, to like, I ask them all the time, I'm like, okay, if you wanna test my world because you don't know the results, let's go backwards. Tell me how you're testing what you're actually doing now. Yeah, but what we don't have with Gary is that they have, uh, they are in print and they have like a Impressions, magazine, yeah, magazine distribution, circulation. And, and people come to the shop. Right. So it works, that's what I say. Right. But I, then I tell them, but you don't know if it would work if you do it the other way around and save money. But you can never, they've been doing it for 10 years already. So it's really hard to make that switch because they're in that comfort zone. Uh, yep, no thank you. I, I would tell you that's right. That happens every single day. And, uh, and you need examples. Yeah. You need examples. You you know, for example, you need to put you know you put need to put your money where your mouth is. Mm -hmm. You're getting bigger. Maybe you go to a local business. Maybe they're a friend or relative of one of you guys, and maybe you don't charge them. Maybe you put up the money. Maybe you put up twenty five thousand dollars for the pizza shop. Do it. Record it. Show them. 
one step backwards, three steps forward. We're on the offense. Right? Look, we have a different advantage. We were so early, became the established brand for doing this work. As the market now comes to us, we'll become the incumbent. In, 20, in 2022, every brand in America is gonna wanna work with VaynerMedia. We're gonna be the gold standard of the market. And we've been saying it from the beginning. That's normally around, that's normally around the time where WPP or Omnicom wanna buy you. The problem for those guys is I'm not selling. So what's different about what Vayner's gonna end up doing and why AKQA or Razorfish or Droga5 or these companies could have changed the marketing world but they didn't, the founders sold out because they needed the money and they should. I don't. I'm here to fuck it up. Like to the point where like, this is not a joke, to the point where I'm like, would they try to like kill me? That's how disruptive I think I can be. Hundreds of billions of dollars that could be disrupted. Because you have to understand, it's not that I'm gonna take their business, it's that I'm gonna show everybody it can be done. So what you're gonna have is the 22 year old me, instead of building an agency for seven years and dreaming of selling it to Publicis, she's gonna say, well I wanna do what Gary did. And so I'm gonna disrupt it, not by taking all the money, I'm gonna disrupt it by showing people there's an alternative. And that's dangerous. When you teach the people how to fish, that's dangerous. You know, like it's funny, right? Like I'm making a joke, but it's the truth. I don't know, gotta be better. You know, everybody tries to do Facebook the way we do it, we're better. Um, You gotta take risks. I stole all the people from Social Code, which was the best, you know, kind of tech platform. Uh, It cost me a lot of money. I made a big risky bet on the kids, locked them up, spent seven figures, made a real risky move, it's worked out. Uh, I moved, you know, you know, rem- you know, I know you remember this, like I was loudest about Snapchat, you know, you know, and then when it, ma- when it happened last year, that was valuable. I'm getting loud about Alexa voice, I'm getting loud about influencers. It's the same game. If you rest on the fact that you're a micro content agency, you will die eventually. So, so you have to be the best, agency, or, or you will eventually, yeah. you eventually will get there, yeah. right, by accident. Just because you're not gonna stop doing micro content, but you're gonna add Alexa, got it? All of a sudden we'll look around, I'm like, fuck, we do a lot of things. You know, we can't help it. What we, want, what we were innovating on has become tried and true, but I'm still innovating. Imagine that you would come to Belgium and, uh... Well, I'm thinking about it because if you've been able to build a nice little business on the back of my thesis, I feel like I can come here and pick up some business. <laughs> And I don't know what I'm gonna do with, with like the expansion of Europe, but Eric, who runs London, came on board to run Europe. So we'll be doing it. I just don't know how many I need, where do I need it, what does it look like? I also think there's massive instability around government in the world. We're going more to nationalism, or talk, I mean, there's a lot going on. You know, so I don't think this is the exact time where I wanna get too overly aggressive because I don't like, I like, playing on a field that is stable. I don't want to go think I'm standing, but I'm actually swimming. So I'm gonna wait a little bit too before I get too crazy. I, uh, oh, you, you were gonna ask, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, just a follow-up question. Yeah. Uh, what you actually talking about, about uh, technology. So 
keep being creative, keeping investing in... in uh, Meaning making investment in technology that makes you better at your job? Like virtual reality, 360, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think that's right. I mean, you're such a young man. Like you should, within this company and just as a human being, yeah. should know everything about VR. How old are you? Good, so when you're 47, you're still gonna be young as shit and it's gonna really matter. And you're gonna be really happy that you put 14 years into your education of it. That's the problem, everybody thinks they'll get to it when it happens. If you wait to when it happens, that's it. I know. And you were talking about contents, so for example, my, my a client of mine is started with startups. What would be the relevant content to bring on the Facebook or Instagram? For the startup? For the startups. Yeah, the startup community. Startup community. You've got the whole community. Well, they have a client that runs a, it's an The incubator. They are the incubator. So you gotta ask the incubator what they want. Do they want better companies applying for their incubator? Because that would make sense. Because that's where they would make their money. So if I ran the incubator, and, and I don't know what the visa or immigrant rules are in this country, but for example, my biggest strategy would probably be buying up ads in areas and countries around and try to get them to move into my, so I can open the net to more startups because I want to pick the best startups and if I have 8,000 applications versus 1,000, then I have a better chance. I would also probably do a lot of storytelling similar to what I do here around the incubators. Like incubators value prop is the space, but really it's the Rolodex. I'm sure they promise we'll get you in touch with other investors. It's a very simple blueprint of what incubators do. So if people were more confident in the people running the incubator that they did have a great Rolodex, that they are great business people, then more people would apply. So I'd probably be putting out content around the actual leaders and managers of the incubator itself. Uh, I, would, I would debate maybe making a sitcom type thing just literally doing like a daily V of the incubator because then you see that's fun and everybody's interacting. Stories that matter with the intent of getting people in. Then I would do, I assume the next thing that's best for the incubator is that the people that go through the incubator are able to raise more capital. So then I would do a series of different content to the VC community and the banking community to get them excited. So I would separate the two sides of the funnel. I need good startups. I need those startups to be successful so I can use those examples to get more good startups. And I would story tell and market to those two groups where they are. So this group might be in LinkedIn and this, or it might be employees of Facebook ad spend. Um, and these people may be, you know, maybe you make a deal with like, for ex- the other thing is you can make biz dev deals with the tech crunches of the world in these different countries. The number two player who's not, you know, a smaller tech company, maybe they're distributing the content for you as a blog post each week. You have to innovate. But you have to always reverse engineer what the goal is and where the attention of the people. It's really funny. Like, I do believe that I'm an interesting person to follow because I think that there's eventually a time where everybody unfollows me. Because I'm really just gonna say the same thing until I die. It's quite basic. What I'm good at is sniff, the reason I think I'm worth paying attention to is I'm right a lot about what that next thing is and so if you follow, you can probably pick up disproportionate value from that. But the thesis will always stay the same. As we are obviously big fans and, 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 and some and, and the rest of us also, would you be open to to do some kind of collaboration like internships or, or something? Oh yeah. I don't know. Like Not business somebody. development together because 
there's no value prop at all for me and it's usually, then the thing I never wanna do is do something that then doesn't allow me to do something. So if we do a partnership, then I feel that I can't come here if I wanted to and I never do that because then I, my word can be broken and that trumps everything. As far as internships, 100% because of the way I feel about them. Any of you wanna come for a summer, learn everything and come back and that can be done, I'd be open to it. Yeah, New York and New York is really fucking cool. I have another question, Gary. Yeah. You have, um, the Sports, yes. Vaynertalent. Yes. Um, Vaynertalent is a division within VaynerMedia. Yeah. Vayner Sports is a totally separate company. Just want to make sure I'm, people I'm know. I'm not sure if, then, if, if it's VaynerTalent or VaynerSports because the question is if you have talent and it can be an athlete that has a specific talent, how do you convince people to pay, Oof. for example, athletes to pay? Yeah, to so here's the thing. Because Let's they, t- let, they the, have all the money. VaynerSports is, VaynerSports is actually sports agency. We do the contract. Yes, we'll do marketing. Yes. Of course, it's who we are. It's why people will come with us. Yeah. But that's over here. Okay. VaynerTalent is what you're asking. We're charging $30,000 a month to human beings, which is more than most of our small businesses are willing to pay us. So it's way early. The only people that are signing up with us are people that are big business people that want to become me and can afford it, or AAA list celebrities. You can't afford it if you're, and it's expensive because it's expensive to build. I, Drock, how many people we have on the team now, you think? 10. 10 full time. Yeah. And we have interns. Like, you're talking, I mean, my production company is almost the size of your company, for me. So it's hard. It's a lot of work. And, um, and we're pretty efficient and entrepreneurial. We're way more nimble than VaynerMedia. If VaynerMedia was doing the work, like VaynerMedia proper, we'd have 40 people, you know? You know how agencies can get inefficient real fast, even with me at the helm. So. Yeah, I would tell you that like, now, you know, if you wanna, you can, you can build anything. There's a model where you can charge people a thousand euros a month that would work and that you could make 30% margin on. My problem is, the reason it's so expensive is I wanna believe in what I sell. And for me to really transform somebody's world as a personal brand, it costs that much right now to do it. And so, I don't care if anybody bought it. I had to feel good about it. And I feel like if I charged $5,000 a month to a person, I wouldn't impact them. I'd lose money and I wouldn't get them results. And then why you do that? Short term. term. That's why people do it. Everything I do is long term. And I I talked about it today in more detail. Uh, I'm a good enough salesman to stay alive when the market doesn't want to buy stuff to just get to when it, and that's my wine business too. I didn't compete with Bordeaux and California Cabernets. I competed with, uh, I, I bet on Australia and Portugal and, and Argentina and Spain and everybody else was selling Italy, US and, and France. I then built up a little bit and then I turned it and started selling Italy, France and America at cost because I didn't need those dollars. And that killed everybody else because that's where all their economics were. But because I was making money on selling Australian, you see where I'm going? Really smart, like what I did. But you had to be a good enough storyteller and marketer. Somebody comes in and they want to buy a great Bordeaux and you're like, no, 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 you want to buy a Margaret River Cabernet and they're like, what the fuck? (laughs) You know, you had to be good enough. But I was. And more importantly, 
I honed my craft, I tasted wine. It wasn't like I was bullshit. Same thing with social media. My career is the same. I tasted wine every day and really knew what I was talking about. I really do social media every day. It's a big factor. I'm a practitioner. I'm the architect and the general contractor and the carpenter and the plumber and the mason and I'm competing against architects. It's cool, right? It's cool. It's cool. It's even cool. You know, it's even cool for me because, as you know, you live it. But like, even as I articulate it, I'm like, oh shit, that's good. You know, like, you know, like that makes sense. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Can I ask a question to a friend of mine? Of course. I have to videotape it. You got it. He's a he's a big radio star here in Belgium. Nice. And he does one of the leading shows on one of the leading channels, and he just got a kid and he's worried that radio will die and that he will need to look for a new job. So his question to you is, when does he need to make that switch? In parallel, if the radio station allows him to have his own podcast Mm -hmm. by contract, he should do that tomorrow. And if they don't, he should do a podcast for the radio station tomorrow. Radio radio itself could die. The voice will never die. It's just a podcast. It's always the same thing. Pictures, videos, words, sounds. Until we die, until the robots take over. Where is what changes? When people are like, oh, kids now, they're not social. They're always looking at their phone. Of course they're social. 50 years ago, 80 years ago, 100 years ago, people said, you're not being social. You don't use a telephone. You go to the man's house and you shake his hand and you sit down and you talk. People were upset when letters were invented. They were. You're supposed to go over to their house and draw in their cave. (laughs) Really, I mean, it's just the same old thing. All the technology we have now is gonna feel very old. Remember the Walkman? Yeah. Remember CDs? You know, you got, there's some younger. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Nostalgia always comes back, always. But, like, you know, for a lot of you, you guys didn't even live the life. Like, like some of us in here, a couple of us in here, we lived a non-digital life, which meant if you missed your TV show, you missed it. My yeah, my favorite TV shows when I was a kid. If I missed it, because my parents had, to, like, if I missed it, you missed it, yeah. forever. And then VCRs came out and you're like, you can record it? If you recorded it, well, if you, if you knew yeah. it was a program. That was hard. It was not, not easy. No on demand. No seeing everything you want to see the second you want to see it. No information that you can learn from. It's amazing. Live in the greatest era. And, and does that mean that you don't believe like in exclusive content, like limited content that, that disappears again? No, I believe in it. I think everything is, in theory, like potentially that. It's how human, it's how this is gonna be in some ways. I believe in it. Ephemeral works, Snapchat, like I like it. I believe in the message and I believe in it actually being consumed. Not in theory. Not based on your circulation. When you buy print, you buy the circulation times a multiplier and then a made up CPM. That's how print sold. If you look under the hood of, your, of the number one magazine in Belgium, 
they print whatever copies, 100,000, 500,000, a million, seven million, 4,000, whatever number, then they multiply it between four and eight times because you might take the magazine and you might leave it on the bus and you might pick it up and you might go to page 157 and see the ad for my sneakers. That's crazy. Nobody's seeing the ad. Not the person that bought the magazine. Nobody's picking up a magazine in a fucking subway. That's it, man. The ones who made it. Oh, it's a joke. And like I said in here, people are holding on to things because of their short-term financial vested interest. Am I an idiot because I stopped using Snapchat as my number of views divided by two since Instagram stories came around? Maybe. Focus on Instagram stories? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Because, Because a lot of people stopped focusing on Instagram when Snapchat got really big right before that happened. What if Snapchat does something tomorrow that gets everybody fully back? They're too big to completely disregard. Simple as that, you know? That's it, I would do both. I, I, and you know what's funny? I also, over the last three months, got a little slower on Snapchat just because I was spending so much figuring out w- what the nuances of Instagram story was. But over the last week, I've, gotten, I've picked up my game dramatically because it's not the right strategy. Instagram, who's doing it? Raise your hand. Everyone. How about your friends? Yeah. Yeah. Woman, woman, much more than men. I think. Yeah. I, I would. I think the stories did the job. Stories stories did I would highly recommend you guys go full throttle Instagram. Yeah. Okay. All right. Then. The- I think the other thing you guys should do is um, is stay very on top of everything and just taste it. Just you talking about it. Just you being in a meeting and saying, look. We know that Snapchat's not here yet and may never be here yet, but there's an interesting trend on there. Just being smart globally always pays dividends. So I think that's a different mindset. I'm not fearful to waste my time. Most people are. Because what I wasted my time on on social cam in 2011 when it was huge for eight weeks helped me be good at Vine Help me be good at Instagram. Help me be good at Snapchat. So just because you downloaded something here that popped for four weeks doesn't mean it can't be long-term massively beneficial to you because you might have learned how to use vertical video or you might have learned what augmented reality really means. You can't gain skills by reading about it. Guys, thanks for listening to the audio experience. Two things, one, make sure you're watching my vlog on YouTube and two, hit me up on the DM going down on the M.